This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we keep it real, keep it even realer, and you can't have it. Today, we are talking about upside down foods. Yep. And this one was uh, suggested by uh, listener Flower Knuckles on Reddit. Great name. And uh, I believe they did not give any uh, indication of what they meant by this, but we loved the phrase so much that we were going to do a whole episode (laughs) on it. Yep. Yep. When we first decided to do this episode, I I really was drawing a total blank. The only thing that came to mind was pineapple upside down cake. Of course, which we will talk about for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Matthew, let's let's uh, let's skip down memory lane, shall we? Okay. Yeah. I have uh, so many upside down foods on my memory lane. It's like it's pretty much like I was (laughs) a picky eater. Yeah, I was a picky eater as a as a kid, and I demanded like uh, all my foods be served upside down. (laughs) I think Uh, this is a Dr. Seuss book I'm describing. I think it's a part of Wacky Wednesday. It's It's a total Wacky Wednesday scenario. Yes, I think the only thing that comes to mind when I think of the phrase upside down foods and my childhood okay. is uh, fruit on the bottom yogurt. <gasps> and that I don't... is such an interesting observation. Is that an upside down? This Our whole episode is going to be like, is this an upside know. down food? I don't know. I feel because, like it sort of is. Because the thing is, is you don't, I mean, I think the intended eating, uh, the, the serving suggestion right. for that is to stir the, the fruit in, right? Maybe. I think, okay, we should maybe do a whole episode on fruit <laughs> on the bottom yogurt because this was a thing I thought was disgusting oh, yeah. as a child. Like oh, yeah. blended yogurt, totally fine. Fruit on the bottom, it's like they're hiding something scary down there, like in the depths, like there's a like a giant squid down there. That's um, right. That's but, how I feel yes. swimming in open water. Exactly. It's so, like fruit on the bottom yogurt. It's like, uh-uh. yeah, like the whole, if you think of the, the ocean is like a big yogurt <laughs> with fruit on the bottom and you do not want to go down there and see like what's growing down there. That's right. That's However, right. However, since you said that, okay, and now I can imagine three ways of eating fruit on the bottom yogurt, <laughs> one of which I have never thought about before. So okay. like stirring it up, that's one way. I believe like my mom used to eat it a lot when I was a kid and I believe she would just like kind of put the spoon down there so you get a little of the fruit with each spoonful. Ah, I would okay. sometimes like eat down to the fruit on the bottom and then throw it out. 
that's another way. But what about like running a knife or, or spoon around the edge and turning it out like a flan? I was hoping you would say that. I want to do this so bad. Now. I don't think it's going to come out as neatly as we want it to. But I love the thought of it emerging like a flan okay. or like like a just a ready-made panna cotta. <laughs> we're, exactly. So we're, we're recording this remotely today because Molly has a cold. Next time we record together, like a week, like on, on Monday, let's have a segment in whatever episode <laughs> we do that day where, where we uh, turn out, try and turn out a fruit on the bottom yogurt like it's a flan or a panna cotta. Okay. Could you please procure? one or two i'll try i don't know do if they, i can do, do they still make them <laughs> fruit on the bottom yogurt yes in large quantities was it a dannon brand thing it was many brands i i associate it with like store brand like like i'm gonna get like a lucerne but okay. many many brands like tillamook has fruit on the bottom like it's it's common oh okay okay i'm ready i'm ready okay well so that was my memory lane <laughs> All right. So what are upside down foods? Well, so, I mean, I think that they are whatever you want them to be. Kind of. Yeah. Like Watson and I had some like intense conversations the past few days about upside down foods, which we'll, we'll get into. Don't are you worry. guys still married? <laughs> oh, after. I mean, <laughs> like, did it, any of them like like descend into like vitriol? Not quite. OK, um, but we'll we'll definitely get there. Okay. Um, you'll, okay. Oh, you'll get you'll get to the vitriol. Is it is it at the bottom of the yogurt cup? <laughs> That's what's at the bottom. Yeah. Like the further down you go, the more vitriolic the yogurt gets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gross. Okay, so let's start off with the obvious one. Okay, okay. this one is so obvious that even uh, June, when I mentioned to her that we were doing an episode on upside down foods, was like, ah, do you mean pineapple upside down cake? Of course. The so classic. let's begin. All right. First of all, have you had this stuff? No. <laughs> no? You've no, never had a pineapple upside down cake? I'm the last person on earth. <gasps> wow. Oh, it's been, it's, I feel like it's been too long since there's been like a thing everybody's done except you. And this is a good one. Um, so, okay. I've had it recently because Wife of the Turtle Lori made the pineapple upside down snacking cake from the snacking cake book by Yossi Arefi. June was recently looking at that and wants to make it. Yeah. Spiced pineapple upside down cake. I thought it was really tasty. It didn't have maraschino cherries. Thank God. Which, yeah, I'm I, not a big fan of either. Although I do like the look of the classic where it's pineapple rings with a with a cherry in the middle of each ring. Ooh. It has it's it's got such like a, you know, 50s That's like true. regrettable food look to it. That's true. That's true. Okay. So I'm really sorry if you hear something in the background. My dog is rubbing his face on the rug and sneezing. Oh, I turned on I turned on like, you know, background noise reduction. So hopefully it's <laughs> it's tuned for that. Okay. Uh, all right. So I tried to look into the history of pineapple upside down cake. The best I was able to come up with was it was possibly made popular by a Dole recipe contest in the 1920s in the US. But then according to Wikipedia, they received over 2000 versions of the recipe, which seems to indicate it was already popular at this time. Okay, so I'm really interested in this because I wonder what it is that makes it such that pineapple is like the fruit to turn upside down and pour cake batter on. That's a really good question. Because like, I mean, we are going to get to others for sure. <laughs> see that what I just did there? No. I just I made it, it sound like you just turned the pineapple upside down and pour batter on it. You don't even <laughs> have to like cut it up or Oh, oh you just take take a, a just whole take pineapple. Take the whole pineapple. Yeah, you it'll turn balance it upside on down. The crown. You kind of yeah. slop some cake batter on there and then eat. <laughs> 
It's like it's like a performance art piece. So fibrous, so painful. What if what if our new thing, like we need to get big on YouTube or TikTok, and okay. our thing is going to be like extremely literal recipes. So like the, the first one's going to be pineapple upside down cake, as you just described. I don't have an idea for the second one yet, but we're we are skilled improvisers, so we're going to come up with it right now. Well, I think this is a really great idea because the only other idea I had for getting famous on like Instagram and TikTok and YouTube and stuff was to to you know like become a trad wife and get pregnant like eight times. But mm-hmm. I'm 45. I feel like my yeah, days you think for you getting can still pregnant eight, are numbered. You might know. have to go the octuplets route. Okay. <laughs> Which would okay. be huge on TikTok. We haven't had it. We haven't had an octo mom Did you in say too TikTok? long. TikTok, <laughs> huge. Yeah. Have you tried huge TikToks? It's new, like <laughs> new for the makers of TikToks, but it's just one big one. <laughs> they just lick every time you need to freshen your breath. Um, Can you imagine if instead of chapstick, if you had like this giant Tic Tac that you would like keep in your bag and just lick it? Um, uh, yes. Okay. So wait, I did come up with another idea for for our extremely literal food TikTok. Okay. Uh, hamburger. So we'll dress up as burgers, like like B U R G H E R, which which is like a <laughs> like a member of the bourgeoisie, like in a like a mercantile uh, yep. society. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll just carry like big hams. Okay. Okay. I'm here for it. <laughs> so we've uh, got Halloween. two two hit videos. Yeah, we need to get these done by Halloween. <laughs> Okay, uh, so back to what we were saying. Hold okay, on. Okay, hang on. I need to take off my sweatshirt. It's too warm in here. Oh, I know. I'm really heating things up with with my talk about getting pregnant uh, at age 45. Matthew, what do you think it is that makes it so that pineapple is the fruit to put in an upside down cake? Oh, wow. I'm so glad you remembered that that's what we were talking about <laughs> before we got on to <laughs> hammed burgers. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think... Because there there are others, like, is it kind of the right amount of juicy, maybe? So that, like, some of the juice, like, sinks, like, gets into the cake, but not so much that it makes it soggy, maybe? Maybe also, well, it's pretty, you know, mm-hmm. if you cut it into that rings. That is true. The other thing that What are some other is- canned fruits that could, in principle, be used? I mean... I think that you could kind of use anything. I mean, we're going to talk about tart tatin in a minute. There's also like pear tatin, but like yeah, you pears could make fall like a canned pears, but it, it would fall apart. It would right? fall apart. It would fall apart. Apple would do well, but you have to cook the apple too long to get it right. Ready. We'll, we'll def- yeah, we'll talk about tart tatin. So I wonder if pineapple is kind of the perfect thing because it it has structural integrity even when it's cooked, unlike a pear, for instance, and it also doesn't take forever to cook. This reminds me of. I feel like there was there was like a planet money episode about like why gold became like the most popular precious metal like for thousands of years and it uh they concluded that it had to do with like certain properties of gold like it doesn't it doesn't tarnish and like i don't remember what the other ones were can can we find that rare rare, but not too rare pineapples are are like a kind of uh gold they're they're a gold color sometimes yeah so so same reason exactly yeah maybe we should like put this we should email this question to to uh planet money at npr.org and ask them to do a pineapple episode let's do let's do i feel like they would they would focus they would focus on like yeah like like colonialism and stuff (laughs) instead of instead of the important questions like why is it the only one used for upside down cake that's right (laughs) um i learned that uh, a pineapple upside down cake also beloved in brazil and portugal not sure exactly when this happened or why but like very similar to the american version 
Okay, so anything else we need to say about pineapple upside down cake? Well, I mean, Watzel recently made the one from uh, from snacking cakes, and I thought it was really tasty. I snacked it, and it's it's not made with rings, so it's made with with more like little chunks. Okay. So so you get like a beautiful. It looks like sort of like a paved path, like a cobblestone path on top, rather than a bunch of rings with with cherries in them. Did it look like Memory Lane? It looked like it tasted like Memory Lane, yeah, but with a with a hint of spice. Mm. Okay, let's move on to the next thing that obviously comes to mind, which is tart tatin. We just talked a minute okay, ago yeah. about apples being another suitable candidate for an upside down preparation, which but I put it under takes time under the heading of upside down cakes. But is it a cake? I've never made it. I've eaten it maybe once or twice. Oh, I've made it a lot. I really love tart tatin, and I went through a period of wanting to learn, wanting to like perfect my technique with it. I think I wrote the recipe for it in Bon Appetit or A Homemade Life or something way back when. It is definitely more tart or pie than cake because for the crust, you either go like puff pastry or a pat brise kind of route. Yeah. The thing is, is, uh, you know, I think the reason that it is done the way it's done is you really have to cook the apples for quite some time in the skillet. Right. Okay. Like you can't. I mean, I think you could just pour a batter over them instead of putting pastry there. But ooh, the pastry's so nice against of the course, mushy yeah. apple. You um, know? And you start with like pretty big apple chunks, right? You do. You do. I think okay. I start with quarters. I want one of these. Oh my god, Matthew! I should make you one. I'm, I'm you really should. pretty yeah. darn good at it. Okay. And I, I mean, I really, I get the apples like really, I, I get the caramel really. Yeah, really that's good. what I'm talking about. Yeah, I want one of these. And I think like either, either pastry would be fine, but I think I may lean toward puff. I like puff with it. And I, I have to say, I buy Dufour puff pastry. Oh yeah, of course. I wasn't thinking I was going to like ask you to make puff pastry. Matthew, I was thinking about this uh, when I was thinking about this episode. <laughs> Do you know how? <laughs> it was kind of tautological, but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, have you bought Dufour puff pastry? Mm-hmm. Okay, why is it like, for sure? Why is it gray? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Have I noticed that it's gray? I feel like it is the most off-putting. I think color. What I, when I said I've bought it, what I mean is Watzel has bought it and made stuff with it. I'm not sure how many times I've actually deployed puff pastry myself. It is a surprising color when you take it out of the package, like when it is in its unbaked state. It's like unappealing. Okay. I would love to have I mean, somebody I'll- weigh in on this. Uh, Kenji. Hey, Kenji. <laughs> yeah. Listener, Feel listener free Kenji. Feel text us. <laughs> yeah. Text us like a few weeks from, from today <laughs> and, and let us know why puff pastry, frozen puff pastry might be gray. Yeah. 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 Uh, and the I, Dufour really is better. On the other hand, the, the like Pepperidge Farm not made with real butter, also very tasty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely it's still crispy, fine. yeah. Okay, so what else? All I right. feel like now we're going to veer into more like gray yeah, territory. Yeah, and like, okay, so there's a thing I want to discuss that maybe we should like bring up sooner. Like we'll get back to like cakes and cake-like things in a minute, but here's what I want to ask you. This is the thing that that almost brought me and wife of the show, Lori, to tears. Actually, like we didn't really disagree on this at all, but for the sake of a, of a good story, if you're in space... Like, okay, so first of all, if you are upside down on Earth, like hanging like like with gravity boots or something, is anything you eat an upside down food? No, you're upside down. Okay, 
That's fair. Um, so uh, I, I did a little bit of research on eating upside down, which like I feel like like there was a time like like it's a it's a question that like kids ask or like, you know, you ask to try and like uh, entertain a child like, you know, can you still eat upside down or would the food just like fall right back out of your mouth? And like, I think oh my everybody God, knows. Wait a minute. Yeah, I just saw that you have an entire section on the agenda <laughs> devoted to eating upside down. Yeah, that's right. So uh, uh, go on. So, yes, of course, <laughs> it is possible to eat upside down. Uh, as someone put it on Quora, it's the same way you're able to vomit standing up it's peristalsis so like the esophagus has muscles that like move the food along but i really like this answer from quora user k doyle who wrote quote i'm not an expert but here's my observations from previous experience <laughs> a you spill food all over yourself b you swallow more air so you burp and fart more c you end up with food or drink in your nose as what once was the roof of your mouth Oof. is now the bottom and the hole that goes to your nose is ready for anything to go in ready for anything ready to for go anything <laughs> so i guess don't do that wait a minute isn't this like a, a cake stand i, I guess mean, i i've heard that term and i don't really know what it is i've it's never like, seen it done i've certainly never done it i mean myself. i guess we're gonna do it on our tiktok where we're just but gonna stand on a keg i bet we have a lot of listeners who have done keg stands yeah, probably because most of them <laughs> our listeners love to party that's that's true and like, kenji text us our, our listeners uh, are uh, very much into the Greek system. Mm -hmm. So I want to know, like, I never thought about this, but yeah, if you were doing a cake stand or, you know, for those who have never done it, I, I keep think thinking you're saying means... cake stand and, and like <laughs> envisioning just a cake stand. You're doing a keg stand. You're upside down on the keg, right? People I... are holding you, hel oh, like helping okay. you to do a handstand. I'm going to look up keg stand on Wikipedia. And you oh yeah, there are... is an article about this. You are slurping the beer directly out of the like the keg tube, which I'm sure has a name. Yeah. Wow. It never occurred to me that you might get like beer in your nose. I'm going to go ahead and say this doesn't seem like a great idea. Really? Huh. I mean, up until now, I thought people did this because they thought it was a smart thing to do. Um. Yeah. But but I'm still cool. <laughs> let's 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 make this clear. Yeah. Yeah. So then wife of the show, Lori, asked the question that blew everything wide open, which was, if you're in space, can you eat upside down? <laughs> is there such a thing as upside down in space? There's not there's not a thing as upside That's down. That's what in I space. said. But then but then Lori said, what if you're on a space station and there's like monitors and controls and shit that have like an orientation and you are like turned 180 degrees from the orientation? So like the print, the like words on the monitor are upside down. Then are you upside I down? I still uh Jeez, I hate this. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say that I think it's I, I think that like uh, a space station is um, an anthropocentric concept. It's true. And, yeah. Um, and space is not anthropocentric. OK, so you're if you're like out, just out in the vacuum oh of space, <laughs> then probably probably like whether your food is upside down is not going to be one of your top concerns. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know. That's I'm fair. I'm going to put that out. I, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, I sort of got the idea at some point that that like wife of the show, Lori, had maybe been on a space station or was planning to become a space tourist at some point. Like she, she was like more into this idea than I expected. Do you guys like like exploring hypothetical ideas yeah, together? Sure. Oh, Do you? I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. Interesting. OK, why not? Former spouse of the show, Brandon, when we were like newly dating, he liked to explore this hypothetical of like, is bank robbery moral? 
Like, haven't we oh, talked about this before? Prob- this is a probably, but it, d- it feels like a pretty easy question. This is a classic Brandon Pettit hypothetical. Like, could he rob a bank? Like, would that be okay? No, definitely I know, not. I know. It's, this is so and easy. It's like not moral because ultimately you're stealing money from people. <laughs> but, but more to the point, you're like putting the people in the bank in extreme danger who have like nothing to do with you and your problems. Oh, this is true <laughs> anyway but brandon loved like oh, so so what about what if this. you were like stealing stealing some bitcoins from like some like a like a bitcoin exchange where like most of the people other people are like you know you mean they're crypto. not people like in an actual bitcoin exchange like on wall street well but but like but you're stealing other people's deposits but probably those people are like some combination of like uh you know drug kingpins and crypto bros okay Okay. I'm, I'm fine anyway, with it. I, anyway, I do not like exploring hypotheticals. It, it drives me okay, nuts. Okay, so this, that's and not I, the I, kind I, of thing I meant. I'm more like, you know, what if we what if we were in space? Like, you know, what if we, what's another hypothetical? Uh, like, you know, imagine living in a different place or like, you know, what if we had never met and like, you know, who would who would we be like settled down with? That sort of thing. Oh, that's like playing mash. It is. It is like playing mash. Yeah. 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 I enjoy mash. Sure. That's a, yeah, that's a hypothetical. It is. Yeah. Sort of. Like, see, I think you just don't like stressful hypotheticals. That's true. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to rob a bank. (laughs) Yeah. Because, you know, the, here was my conundrum. If I went along with it, I was married to a man who straight up might do something like that because Brandon (laughs) Pettit, when I met him was like, uh. I don't, I don't know. A real renegade. I think, I think like you would get to some point in the process where you're like, ooh, this is too dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) I don't actually want to go to jail. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, they've got you can borrow appliances like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling you can borrow it no charge uh-huh so like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post meeting drink you can bring your pet. Totally allowed. Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you can use. And they have the built-in alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier (laughs) when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm -hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. So like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then. And this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I just thought of another sticky food that is like unquestionably a, a, 
I mean, uh, another no. sticky food. <laughs> were, we, were we talking about sticky foods? I guess. I guess a tart to is kind of sticky. I'm sorry, I just thought of another upside down food. <laughs> okay, hypothetical question: Are all upside down foods sticky? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, hold on. I, what I, the reason I said that is because I thought of sticky buns. Sticky buns are yes, absolutely an upside down food. Like that's the that's the next question. Like, is any food that you like flip the pan over and turn them out an upside down food? And I think yes. Well, but then then cake is an upside down food because you usually serve like bunt cake. You serve it like upside down. I literally but, put bunt cake on here. I yeah, think bunt cake is an upside down food. It bakes one way, but then you eat it the other way. Yeah, but then anything could be an upside down food. I could be like, ooh, I roasted this chicken breast side up, but now I'm going to eat the thigh. And the way that the thigh is oriented on my plate, it's like it's an upside down chicken. Yeah, I agree. That's upside down chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay this is our this okay i knew this what would about... get away from us and i'm so happy it did but okay, okay. now if you think about the bunt cake like yeah it, it's an upside down food when you like present the beautifully turned out bunt cake which also by the way i think is like the scariest thing in all of cooking is trying to turn oh. out a bunt cake right yeah it's really nerve-wracking but then you're gonna slice it and the slice is gonna sit on its side while you're eating it so oh, then it becomes shit. a sideways food new next week's episode sideways food <laughs> <laughs> and we're Which, gonna we're gonna interview Paul Giamatti. Like, that's what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, Matthew. <laughs> okay. I don't. I like. I don't. I don't think that movie. Like, I think that movie's probably pretty problematic. But I did. Yeah, enjoy I think it. that movie probably doesn't hold up. But you know what does hold up? Yeah, Paul Giamatti's cameo in Singles. Yes. Oh, Remember in the Virginia yes. Inn? I absolutely do. <laughs> so good. Once again, we found a way to mention singles in a spilled milk episode. Uh, yeah, I recently picked up a flyer. I didn't go to the show, but like like a bunch of bands like got together to like play the entire single cover, the entire singles soundtrack as like a tribute show. We should have gone to this. Matthew, we are living in the right city. Oh, us. yeah, sure. For sure. Uh -huh, uh -huh. OK, what about like other things like, OK, so right now I have both a ketchup bottle and a mayonnaise bottle in my fridge that are designed to be stored upside down. That's an upside down food. It's okay. I think, yes. Okay. I think that is a great innovation in, in condiment packaging and okay. shampoo packaging. Oh, you know what? I, yeah, I have a Pantene bottle right now that's uh, designed to be upside down. Yeah, no, like, like it makes you think, like, why did we ever have right side up bottles? Or, yeah, like, why do we keep doing this? Right. Like, because I, I, the majority of the bottles I have in my shower are right side up. Yeah, I mean, to which, be fair, like, this this is, does not really apply in the shower where, where like, it's okay to make a mess because you're going to clean it right up but like a ketchup bottle i think there is there is like a uh, a risk that you could like flip open the bottom thing and like a little bit of of ketchup like splotches out it's usually ketchup water Ooh, oh, i know uh, that's, so like the i think ketchup water having... maybe uh, maybe worse than the fruit on the bottom what about mustard water oh, that always wants to yeah. come out first too so yeah i mean i think this is the hazard of using upside down condiment packaging is that that's you true. think you can just flip the lid and squirt, but you still have to shake it. <laughs> yes, I think you can flip <laughs> the lid and squirt. Um, <laughs> I recently tried a new product I probably already mentioned, which was Dawn. Fuck, oh, what, what's it called? Dawn I upside you down this. bottle. Dawn easy squeeze. There we go. 
and I thought I thought it did this really well. You have to like the trade off is like if it's not going to drip, you have to it has to be so you have to squeeze it pretty hard. So like you do you do uh. need to have like like some some measure of hand strength to for for that format to work well and then there's the perennial problem with dawn which is that it makes your sponge smell like mildew i i know like i should write the procter and gamble a letter like a handwritten letter and say please make this available in like you know fragrance for or like not even fragrance free but like unscented version yeah i I don't know why dawn is still being manufactured it (laughs) literally makes everything it touches smell like mildew but it's blue Okay, so yeah, so uh, <laughs> upside down condiments, definitely an upside down food. Okay, okay. here's a rabbit hole that I went down. Uh, when you eat a burger, do you ever flip it upside down so the top bun becomes the bottom bun? You know, maybe I do like midway through. Mm-hmm. You're right. I, I started to shake my head no, but I think maybe I do. Actually. Yeah, I think I think I, de- I definitely sometimes do this. Like if it feels like there's a risk that the bottom bun is going to disintegrate, because like the bottom bun is usually thinner than the top bun. You know, when I made burgers recently from uh, some butcher box ground meat, uh, butcher box, which is an advertiser for spilled milk. Thank you, butcher box. The meat was so juicy, it literally just destroyed the bun. And I do think I flipped it upside down in that case. Yeah. The thing that I was delighted to find when I was researching Upside Down Burgers is that this is one of those things that's like a perennial news story for like a clickbait story for slow news days. Like here's an example headline. Eat your burgers upside down. Food experts say everything you know about burger binging is wrong. Ooh, everything about burger binging sounds <laughs> yeah. wrong to me. That but, sounds but it's always really like painful. You can, like any day of the year, like you can you can say like you know, did you know there's a better way to eat burgers? And and I guess people will click on it, and then you can find like backlash to these articles. Like, no, you should eat your burger right side up, so like the meat touches your tongue first, not the toppings. Do you have a strong opinion on this? Nope. Okay. <laughs> because I don't put very many toppings on my burger. I agree. Yeah. Like, here's the other thing. So, cheese is on top, right? So, if I mm-hmm. turn the burger upside down, the cheese touches my tongue first. Yeah. And now, that's I should really warn you, nice. we are veering directly into sporkful territory here. Oh, no. Okay. We're going to get a cease and desist from, from, from Dan Patch. <laughs> <Let's laughs> and by the way, we've invented a new pasta shape. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the upside down pasta. Yes. And. Oh, God, I can't believe we haven't talked about Stranger Things yet in this episode. Oh, that I, I didn't even think of it. Like, I watched I watched the first two seasons and then kind of forgot about it. We also haven't talked about the Timpano from Big Night. Oh, yes. Right? Uh, I was going to say that our pasta is shaped like Winona Ryder's face. Oh, OK. Which is, you know, uh, like uh, Stranger Things or maybe it's like the one of the other guys. The the kids, yeah, like but Finn, I don't Finn remember Wolfhard's their face. Maybe it's like a go. like a you know it has it has like all of their faces as pasta shapes, <laughs> and somehow you're like the fidelity is very low. <laughs> so like is this is this Winona Ryder? Is this Finn Wolfhard? Is this one of the other guys? Is this Vecna? Is this is this, right? Is this uh, Millie Bobby Brown in pasta form? <laughs> <laughs> She'd have a little bit of blood dripping out of her pasta yeah. nose. <laughs> Gross. But we can use like tomato juice. Um, this Beet is a, juice. This is a great idea. We are gonna we are gonna like destroy Dan Pashman <laughs> and his pasta with this idea. Do you think we have to uh, license to Stranger to Things, or can we just make our own Stranger Things no, pasta without just asking? Make our own. <laughs> okay. Because yeah, it's no, nobody can do it as well as we can, That's right. and the people at Stranger Things know that. We are the pasta people. We are the pasta people. Okay, wait a minute, Matthew. Okay. I have another idea. Yes. Flan. 
Flan, I would say definitely an upside down food. Oh, big time. You you can't have flan without turning something upside down. Yeah. Blizzards. Yes. Blizzards. Okay. So so I think there may be some listeners who are not familiar with this concept, although I'm sure we've talked about it many times before, that like a blizzard is this wonderful, uh, like blended soft serve ice cream dessert served at the Dairy Queen chain. And when they serve the blizzard, they like prove to you that it's like thick and rich by turning the cup fully upside down before before serving before giving it to you they turn it upside down and then back right side up they don't turn it upside down and then hand you the upside down cup. <laughs> uh the other thing is there are usually there's usually signage in dairy queen that says if they don't do this right. your your blizzard is free yeah so i'm not sure what else there is to say that say about that in the context of upside down foods but it's one of my favorites yeah. You know, Matthew, it it occurs to me that there, there, there's a whole realm of like savory upside down foods that I, I think we haven't touched on yet. So wait, one more thing about blizzards. One thing I like about when they turn the blizzard upside down is like if the employee gives you sort of a look like we both know this is like a dumb thing that, that my boss is making me do, but I'm doing it anyway. So are we kind of on the same page about this? I really enjoy that little, you know, mm-hmm. fraction of a second human interaction. Truly. The, the joyless look on their yeah, faces. Yeah, and like me, I'm trying to get across the idea of like, I'm not like some asshole who's going to call you on it if you if you didn't flip the blizzard all the way and try and demand a free blizzard. Like, you know, we're on the same side here, even though yeah. there's like a big power differential. Savory foods. Yeah, let's talk about savory foods because, uh, for instance, there is tadig. Yes, so like the, the right? Persian, like Tadig. crispy, crispy bottom rice dish that you turn out and becomes a crispy topped rice dish. There's mm-hmm. mak- the, uh, a similar Palestinian dish, makluba. So mm-hmm. uh, like any any number of things where like you crisp something up on the bottom of the pan and then you want to showcase that. So you flip it upside down. When I make skillet cornbread, we, we did a cornbread episode. Like mm-hmm. uh, I will flip that out so that so that it like showcases the the burnished crispy bottom and that it doesn't mm. uh, get soggy uh, as quickly. Okay. I think most like Southern style cornbread people do not do that, but I do. What about, uh, so for my birthday, you cooked uh, a bistro night. Bistro night. For me. Uh, what about that potato galette you made? Was that cooked and flipped? It was it not. Was just thinly sliced potatoes. just thinly, sli- thinly sliced potatoes with uh, Gruyere and Parmesan cheese and thyme and shallots. It was incredible. Yeah, but that so is good. served right side up. So okay. we cannot mention okay. it on this episode. Oh, no. Uh, but there's this, uh, are you familiar with the Nigella Lawson dish, Supper Onion Pie? I think from no. How to Be a Domestic Goddess, maybe? Mm-mm. It's sort of like a like a tartatan of onions. You like cook a bunch of red onions and put them in the bottom of a pie plate. I did not eat enough before this episode. I'm getting so hungry. Um, <laughs> and then you put like a, like a sort of like a, cheesy cheesy pastry disc over that and then you bake it for a while and then you flip it over and serve it with the onions on top so good i haven't made it in too long that sounds incredible wow okay uh no i'd never heard of that but i do have that book let's yeah let's uh let's have that sometime soon we we can have like an upside down bistro night because I'll make I'll make that and then you can make the tart to ten. Oh yes. Okay. What perfect. could be better than bistro night? Upside down bistro night. Yes. 
Okay, hold I on. I would go to the Upside Down from Stranger Things if, if we could have Upside Down Bistro Night there. And if if we could have our Upside Down Stranger Things pasta there. Yes, of course. No, we're going we're gonna to market that in the real world and the Upside Down, and we're going to make double the money. Yes. What about like terrines or pâtés? I mean, I you think know, by our, the like, definition we're working with, these are Upside Down foods. Especially if you're making like a country pate or something, and let's say you line the terrine mold with bacon, with, or something. With bacon yeah. you got to serve that upside down. Right. Right? Yeah. This, okay. this is such a rich vein. What about jello molds? I don't, like anything, I've never actually seen one in the flesh. I don't know if I have either. You know, that's like anything molded has got to be served upside down, right? I think so. Or is yeah. it that you're making it upside down and then it's served right side up? Oh my God. Okay. My mom. Back in the 80s, used to have these like butter molds where you could make butter in specific shapes. Do oh, you yeah, remember yeah, yeah. this? Yes. I think we sold those at Sur La Table. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. This would have been like a very 80s thing sure. to do. Very Martha, very early days of Martha Stewart. Absolutely. So do you remember any specific shapes? Like maybe Winona Ryder's face? I think that mom had some ones that were like Christmas themed where uh, it was like you would make kind of like a Christmas tree shape. Okay, that makes sense. That was truly like in relief, like, you know, it had dimension to it. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to think of like what other like 80s actors might might have been available <laughs> in the form of butter molds. Don Johnson? So maybe Don Johnson, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. Philip Michael Thomas. Who is that? <laughs> the, other, the other guy on Miami Vice. Oh! <laughs> whose career apparently just like went up in smoke as soon as Miami Vice ended. You know, Matthew, when I went to buy some postcard stamps recently uh, to send postcards Don to, Johnson uh, stamps? To, to our new subscribers during our pledge drive, the postcard stamps that I got from my like local like mail place, they were these wonderful like Miami Vice colors. Oh. And it had like a sailboat. Okay. And the guy who handed me the sheet of them and was ringing me up, I was like, ooh, these are very Miami Vice. And he looked at me like he had no idea what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think I think like and, that may be disappearing from the cultural consciousness or may have already. Uh, um, how what, am I going to describe the, things like this? What were the stamps called? Uh, there was only one choice. So he okay. just right. gave me the postcard stamps. Um, I, wonder, I was, I was wondering if these are like like Jimmy Buffett memorial stamps. <laughs> they, they're very <laughs> they, they worked really fast on that. Uh, if, if there was like a little margarita... Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have. Yeah. Hang on, Matthew. I've got them right here. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, y- you can't really see, but like this sale is pink. Okay. You know, I, yeah, I can, I can see it. Yeah. No, I, I like it. It does. It's like a like a Miami Vice sort of like you know like a it's also kind of regatta. Nantucket. Okay. It's interesting that we mentioned Wacky Wednesday earlier. Do you remember back that far? <laughs> let's let's go down memory lane from of this episode because you're at the okay. beginning of the episode. I try to think: Are there any books about upside down foods? And I came up with one: The Butter Battle Book by Dr. Seuss, which is like a Cold War metaphor involving some people who eat their bread butter side up and some people who eat their bread <gasps> butter side down. I forgot about right? this. This was a Cold War metaphor? Yes. What? <laughs> yeah, because the whole thing was about like like they 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 get into this arms race where the weapons get more more and more elaborate, but they're like fighting over absolutely nothing. Oh. How did I never well, I guess because I was a child and and I was just taking it at face value. Yeah, no, I when I was when I was a kid, like <laughs> I I definitely like was into geopolitics. And that's when your favorite movie was Doctor Strange. <laughs> did you ever Love? watch the show Alias? 
with Jennifer Garner. Oh, I think I may have watched it like a, a few episodes. Maybe. Okay, well, like uh, Watson and I came up with it with an alias joke that I was very proud of, but like maybe some of our listeners will enjoy it because we're not actually going to do this. In Alias, like her cover for her like, uh, you know, super spy job is that she works at a bank called Credit Dauphine. But like when she goes into the bank, she goes into a secret door that leads to the underground uh, layer of like the secret agent company and so Lori and i said we're going to start like an alias rewatch podcast called uh credit dauphine's guide to the global capital markets so like you have to be like really in the know because otherwise you're going to see the name of this and be like i'm not listening to that <laughs> you guys you guys we know how to have fun yeah just like our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you this guys, did you guys do- This is what we do instead of keg stands. Oh, okay. Uh, now I know. <laughs> That's our wild hypothetical is like, what if we started a podcast? Matthew, let's do a segment. Do you want to? Yeah, I would love to do a segment. We, what, we don't have like another hour of, of uh, material about uh, Upside on Foods? <laughs> Please, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. This week, we have uh, some mail from listener Talia. Matthew, do you want to read it? Sure. I'm coming up on the anniversary of my divorce, and I'm planning to throw a party. The Thick Stars was very important for me during the hard parts of my divorce, so I figured I'd come to you for a fun part, too. What kind of foods would you serve at a divorce-aversary party? I'm struggling to yes. come up with much more than champagne and Oreos since they're separable. I don't have any ideas for this, so I'm putting it to you. No, Matthew. Yeah, um, okay, all right, then, then we'll come up with them together. Oh, okay. Okay. First of okay. all, let me pitch you a concept. Yeah. Congratulations on, uh, congratulations, on like, being in a good place to celebrate this. What about the theme of upside down foods? Because like a divorce <laughs> can really turn your life upside down, but then, but then like you've, you've now like righted yourself. Yeah. Uh, that, good one, Matthew. Thanks. I would have never thought of that. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let me think this, let me think this through. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, huevos divorciados. God, right? that's such a good what idea. A, but then it's going to have to be like a brunch party. It's, okay, it's going to be a brunch party because like that's but, – but that's like so delicious. It is so delicious. You could do it for dinner, breakfast for dinner. Of course you could do it for dinner, yes. Huevos for dinner. You know, uh, okay, listener Talia, I'm sorry. I'm going to be boring here. But okay. if, if this were my diverse – diversive word. <laughs> <If, laughs> yeah. My, you need to you need to my... diversify your portfolio, and Credit <laughs> Dauphine can help. <laughs> if this were my divorce anniversary party, God, that's fun to say yeah. and difficult. I think I would just serve whatever the fuck I like. Eating. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Matthew, uh, if you were having a hypothetical divorce anniversary party, God, I'm having a tough time with that. Like, what is something that you would serve that you absolutely love that maybe your spouse? Oh wow, didn't You're, like you. Okay, so you went from saying like you don't like hypotheticals to like forcing me to, uh, to imagine a scenario where like I've divorced my beloved spouse and have to like play at a party to celebrate this. Mm -hmm. Fuck you. Um, yeah. Okay, so what about the idea of, hmm, I'm, I'm thinking like a half and half pizza where like one half is stuff that your ex <laughs> liked, but you don't, and you and you just like throw it in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, Lori and I have very, like, uh, we, we agree a lot on pizza toppings, so I don't know if that would really work. I don't, I don't know. Like, I think, yeah, you, you don't want to like, you don't want to like highlight it to the extent of like serving things you don't like, I don't think. No, 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 no. This is all about things you do like. Okay, so yeah, so maybe things well, yeah, what about the idea of like things you like that your that your ex like would not have eaten? That's what I suggest. Is that what you just said? Yes. Okay. 
Um, in this case, okay, this is this is why you and I are are gonna have a divorce anniversary party because I never listen. <laughs> uh, let's see here. We are coming up on my okay. Brandon and I got divorced in May of 2017, so we just had oh my god our sixth divorce anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. And we have now been divorced long enough that I kind of don't remember the foods that Brandon doesn't like. Okay. I mean, that, that feels like a like a good milestone. Yeah. 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 But you remember the foods that you like, so you should just serve yeah. those. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Okay. I think we answered um, this brilliantly. Great. And, and you Oreos. You are welcome, listener Talia. Talia, what about this? What about champagne and Oreos? I love that. Okay. I love that. Well, cool. Molly, do you have a now but wow? Do I ever. So Rachel Kong, who I first knew of for her food Me writing, um, she was, uh, was she an editor at Lucky Peach? I should know this. I think so. She certainly, she was the author of a book that was uh, written by the the Lucky Peach editors in part uh, called All About Eggs. Sure. But anyway, she wrote for uh, Lucky Peach, Bon Appetit, and more. Anyway, Rachel Kong, K-H-O-N-G. She is a novelist. She's written so many different genres. She's a novelist, primarily. Her second novel, which is called Real Americans, is coming out in April. And I know that that is still a ways away, but pre-orders are really important. So you should pre-order this book. Oh, this this sounds really good. Can I can I read a little bit of the, of the flap copy? Because it's about please. me. Please. Okay. Please. Real Americans be- begins on the precipice of Y2K in New York City when 22-year-old Lily Chen, an unpaid intern at a slick media company, meets Matthew. Matthew is everything Lily... Lily is not, and you're going to see how how this really fits me. Easygoing and effortlessly attractive, a native East Coaster, and most notably heir to a vast pharmaceutical empire. Oh, that is you right? to a T. Yeah, all of those things. Some of you may have read Rachel's first novel, which is called Goodbye Vitamin. Matthew, have you read it? Yes, I have. I thought it was great. I loved it. I really, really loved it. So I am so looking forward to Real Americans. It'll be out in April 2024. We will link to the Penguin Random House listing for it in our show notes. You should pre-order it. Uh, a pre-order goes a long way, and I think we're all going to love this book. Okay. Our producer is Abby Circatella. Yeah, we we plugged our stuff. We do stuff. recently. We, we, we always you know plug we, our we're stuff. always let's, we're always doing stuff. We're always like flipping flipping yogurts. Yeah, let's not let's not plug right. our stuff. Let's let's plug it up. Um, <laughs> Is that gonna so be- it stops leaking out the bottom? <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's do that. Okay, you can rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, and you can uh, hang out and nominate other upside down foods. You can you can like uh, like trade hypothetical scenarios with other listeners at everythingspilledmilk.reddit.com. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the the only podcast hosted by a couple of real, um, I can't remember the name of the monster, shit, uh, uh, Gorgo, oh. Gorgo Melons. Uh, <laughs> Demogorgons. 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 Yes. Yeah. There we go. I know. I, I don't want a demo. <laughs> this is our Demogorgon tape. <laughs> this is, yeah. Our, <laughs> have you heard, have you heard Molly Matthews' Demogorgon tape? It rocks. Like, kind of lo-fi. Sign them. Yeah. I'm Matthew Esther Burton. <laughs> And I'm Molly Weisenberg. <laughs> Best episode ever. <laughs>
did you have to bring that up? Oh, okay. For... Everything was going so well <laughs> until you did that. Okay, we'll edit that out. <laughs> okay. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.